Okay, we are learning that Kufiyot test. We're starting right from the bottom of Kufiyot Ches from Beis. Amar Abaye. Tasily, I should get a lot of rewards. The Chazina Tzermi Rabbanon, because when I see a Tzermi Rabbanon, a young person who's learning, whenever he finishes an entire Mishachta, what do we do? Avina Yomotav the Rabbanon, I make a big party. This is the, the Makar, the Makar to make a Siyam. Uh, when you finish something and, and he's saying that it's, it, it's, it's like a big reward for doing such a thing, for making a scene when you finish a Masechah. Amar Rabba Teisili, I should get a reward. Rabba was a judge when there was a, a, a student from the yeshiva who would be involved in, in litigation and come before Rabba. He wouldn't sleep, wouldn't put his head onto the pillow that night until he would look over the whole court case to try to figure out what's good for the Tzermi Rabbana. So this doesn't mean that he would always rule like that person, right? You always have to do what's justice. But it means that he didn't put off considering it until the morning. He right away, if the Tzermi Rabbana was involved, then he always looked into the Tzermi Rabbana's claim. And a lot of it, what it means is that even if the, sometimes the Torah scholar himself wasn't saying, you know, stating his case in the best way, Rabba would think about all the possible merits. But again, ultimately... Of course, Rabbah would judge the case uh, based upon justice. He wouldn't necessarily just rule like the Torah scholar. I'm not kosher. I'm completely disqualified to ever be a judge for a court case that has a um, a Why? My time, mom. What's the reason? Because I love him like my own body. But the person is unable to see any anything wrong about himself. That's just the mitzvah. So you can't see your own liabilities. So for I can't be a judge for a tzorbah because what's happening is is that I'm totally biased. Says the Gemara back to Shabbos. Rabbanon would wrap himself up in very special clothes, um, and he would right 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 before Shabbos. And he would say, "Let's go out to greet the Shabbos Queen." Rabbanon would put on Shabbos clothes on Friday and say, "Boy, This is obviously the source that we have. Um, for the, the origins of the source, I should say, for going out and do, saying lechadodi. Uh, Says the Gemara, Rabbi Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Rabbi Nachman went to the house of Rabbi Rabbi Nachman, Kuvulet Slas Savitach. They brought before him three suds of special wafers that were smeared in oil. And it was very, very special stuff. So Amr Lumiya, but then died. So he was very, he was very taken. He said to him, How did you know I was coming? Meaning he thought that it was all done uh, in his honor. And he was surprised because he came without telling them when he was going to come. So he says, How did you know that I was coming, that you prepared all this special stuff? So Amr Lumiya said to him, are you more important than it? And they're referring to the Shabbos, meaning we didn't do it for you. It was prepared for Shabbos, so you happened to come on this day, so we gave it. But this is just the Gemara trying to show how these people were always machabed the Shabbos. So as the Gemara Rabbi Zavin classically calls, he asked, Yuri Pshiti Bishram Klaser Tabachar, Abba would buy meat from 13 different butchers, and the 13 Astiras. Astiras is an amount of meat from each of the butcher. So Astiras is like a, a, a sell amount, which is, it, it basically ends up being a, a, worth, a worth of money. He would deliver it right into the into the door of his house, to, to where the people would, I guess, whoever was working, the servants in his house would take it. He would say, "Go, hurry up and cook it. Hurry up and cook it before me comes in." You know, it's after he would he would buy me from one, but he'd return home and he wouldn't even just leave it by the door, and he'd already be running out to go buy more meat from another butcher. Says the Gemara, "Rabavo was mechabed the Shabbos." Rabavo, Yosef, he would sit on a special stool, a very fine stool, was, uh, and he would be, be making the fire before Shabbos. So it was the Kabbalah Shabbos that he would make a, a fire, but the point is that he, was, he, was, he, he himself would make the fire. Now, it's usually you would expect like a, a servant or something to do that, but it was Kabbalah Shabbos that he himself 
would sit there making the fire on his stool. And the idea of the Gemara is that it's bigger kavod Shabbos, it's bigger like honor of the Shabbos for the Amora himself to do such a thing. It says the Gemara, Rav Anin, Rav Anin would put on a special like um, clothing that wasn't so nice, uh, but it was like a chef's type of clothing for Shabbos when, when, when he would be preparing uh, for the preparations. Remember we learned that a few days ago that the idea was that for taking out the ashes in the base of Mikdash, they would wear uh, lower garments, garments that, that weren't as prominent as the ones that they did the actual avoda for, because the the marshal for the for her for the, the the chef doesn't wear the same clothes when he's cooking for the king as when he's actually diluting, pouring the cup of wine for him. So Rabbi Vanan was showing this; he's reflecting this by putting on lower clothing when he was when he was uh, to keep himself like an apron of sorts when he was cooking for the Shabbos. Rabbi Safa Machrokish, Rabbi Safa would um, he would cook the the heads of the animals for the Shabbos. That was like his job. The, 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 the head, he would deal with the head. Rabbi Malah Shibuta, Rabbi would salt the Shibuta as a type of fish. That was his job. The child of would light candles for Shabbos. Um, so obviously, usually we know that the women do it, but uh, there were other la- la- a- a- candles evidently in the house that had to be lit. Rabbi Papa would make the wicks for the lamps. Rabbi Chista Parm Silka, he would chop up beets. Rabbi Ravyosi Mitzakha Siva, they would cut up the wood to make chips for the fire. He would actually go light the fires. Says the Gemara, He would pick up all the bundles of Shabbos and bring them in, pick them in, and dig anything out. And what he would be, his job was to bring everything in personally and get everything ready for Shabbos. Amar, he said, Wouldn't I pick up things in and out in front of them? So I shouldn't do anything less than Shabbos. So if you have a very special guest that's coming for Shabbos, you would personally do it. So, so do here for Shabbos, there's, it's a good thing that, that, that personally carrying the package in and out is a good thing. Schlepping the package. It's Vikadami, another shot. Another version of the story it was Ravami and Ravasi. Ravami and Ravasi and Gazi Lavi and Gazi. They would pick up the packages personally. Amri, they said, wouldn't we do it for him? So we should do the same thing for the Shabbos. So the same moral, just with uh, different people. It says the Gemara, quite a famous story. Yosef Mokir Shabbos. There was a person um, in the, there was a person named Yosef who honored the Shabbos. He was always known for honoring the Shabbos. That, and, and there was a guy who lived in the neighborhood. There was a guy in his neighborhood. He had a lot of money. The astrologers came over to him, the guy, and they said to him, they said they predicted that all of your possessions are going to go to Yosef the Mokir of the Shabbos. There's somehow everything you own is going to go to him. So he got very nervous. So he took it seriously. So, so he went and he sold all his stuff and he bought one very valuable pearl. So he put it inside of his hat. As he was crossing the river. This huge gust of wind sends his hat flying and it goes into the water. Suddenly, suddenly a fish comes and swallows up the precious pearl it is gone what happened was some random fishermen happened to catch the fish and they brought it late on Friday so most people already had bought everything they needed for Shabbos and the fishermen had this one fish that they want to sell they said who's going to buy now it's so late it's almost right before Shabbos who's going to buy a fish now most people already have ample supply for Shabbos so Amalu people said to them Go bring it to Yosef, uh, the Mokir Shabbos, and ask him if he wants to buy it. Because he has a thing that he'll just buy anything that comes his way, he'll buy a cup of Shabbos. So on Tuna Aleyh, they brought it to him and he did buy it. Kara Ashwan Reglisa, he cut it open, he found the pearl. He then sold the pearl for 13 addicts of golden dinner. 
There once was a very old man who came and said, I'm in the other shop, the prior shops. Whoever borrows for Shabbos, Shabbos repays him. So this is the idea. If he was buying everything, look up at Shabbos, and he ended up getting a tremendous amount of reward in this story where the pearl, where the pearl was found in his fish that he bought for Shabbos. Says the Gemara, again, we're talking about things, the idea of honoring Shabbos. The rich people in Eretz Yisrael, what, what good things do they do that get, that they get the slus, they merit to be so rich? So Amarlo, they said to Mishvashim Lazarin, it's because they, they take, off, take off miser properly. In Eretz Yisrael, the green has to, be, has to have the tithing properly. And that's in Eretz Yisrael, they're very careful with it. You remember, the Pasuk says, Aser to Aser. So what the language, you take off miser twice. So the double language means, Aser, why do you take off miser? In order that afterwards you become wealthy. So it's a special skula that if you take off miser, you become rich. So that's the narrative to struggle to take off miser. But in Bava, what do they do to become rich? What about other places where they don't necessarily have such great connections to ours? Because they honor the Shabbos. And that's what we think Mara brought this in. Where do we see support for this? There was one time that I was a guest by a, 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 a house. It was time to eat. They brought a gold table. She's out many other nets. Needed sixteen people. It was so heavy, so special. Sixteen people to carry it. There were sixteen chains of silver on it. Cars closed. All the plates and the cups and the drinking and everything was set into it. But on the table, all kind of food and special, special stuff. Spices when nichem when they put it down. Omlash shemars and loah shemz everything. So that's only because Hashem gave it to us, and now we're able to enjoy it. That was like the lesson of it. I said, I said, how did you get such a special thing? I used to be a butcher. Whenever I came with a very good animal during the week, I said, we should take a piece of this animal and designate it So I said to him, You're very lucky. Because you married this, and blessed Hashem will give you all of this. We see that the wealth of this rich person came from the source of honoring the Shabbos. Continues the Gemara. There was once the Caesar, the Romans. Why is it that the food of Shabbos is such an amazing smell? We have a spice. The Shabbos itself is a spice. We put it into the Shabbos food, and the smell is very good. So the Caesar said, Give us, give us some of the spice. So if you keep Shabbos, the spice works. But for someone who doesn't keep the Shabbos, the, the, the Shabbos spice does not work. Continues the Gemara. What's the meaning of the Pasuk? We're talking about Shabbos there. It says if you call it a special delight, that the Holy One of Hashem is honored. So what is the Pasuk, the Pasuk referring to? So I already spoke about Shabbos. So what's the older Hallelujah day beside Shabbos? So I'm it's a reference to Yom Kippur. You don't eat or drink on it, so you can't honor Yom Kippur with food and drink. Amr Torah, but the Torah is still referencing Kabadeu, still give Yom Kippur an honor with clean clothes. So it doesn't, it's a specific Chilich so that's the only way left. And in Yom Kippur, they're stuck on such a din to wear nice, clean clothing. Okay, it says the Gemara Chibadah, so you honor Shabbos. So we don't do what we regularly do, right? It's special. So how do we honor it? So the Gemara says a new thing. Rabbi Malhaktim, we make sure to eat earlier than we normally do. In other words, it's like special, like we're not working or anything. So we eat the Shabbos day meal a little bit earlier. Shmuel Amal Akhar, the opposite. You postpone the meal. You eat later than normal because then you're hungrier. And if you're hungrier, then you will enjoy uh, the nature of the meal even more. It says the Gemara, Amalei B'nei Rav Papa, the Rav Abba, the Rav Papa. 
about people for us? We always have meat and wine every day. So how do we make Shabbos different? If we're always accustomed to such delicacies, so what are we going to do different for the Shabbos? If you're used to making your meal very early, so delay it, look up Shabbos. If you usually make it late, I don't make it early. There should always be some demonstration about how Shabbos is different. Now the Gemara is going to show us how important it is to eat the Shabbos meal on time. Rav Sheshis, Rav Sheshis, when he would, he would be, he used to give a lecture on Shabbos. Now Rav Sheshis was blind. So he wanted to make sure that uh, he would be able to notice what was going on with the sun. So let's see when to send people home. So Bikaita, uh, if it was this summer, most of Rabban Echad Mata Shimshi would wake the Rabban and send a place that the sun would reach when the more of the day went, the sun would reach. It's just in the, in the, in the, in the, like the, the winter, uh, in the fall more, most of the rabbanon hechal he would put the rabbanon in a place where the shade it would get shadier as they want. Why so that they should go quickly when it was too warm or too cold, and it would show him that it was time to end. In other words, he couldn't see what was going on, but he would be he would be alerted of people moving around in the middle of Shira. He would realize what the time of day was. He was able to calculate based upon the movements of the sun and knowing where people were. So even though he couldn't see that the people were moving around, he would be able to discern that during the lecture and send them home and stop and tell so that they could do the sutta. Says the Gemara, "Mahadar Zuzi Zuzi Rabbanan." He would go. He would go after uh, different pairs of Rabbanan talking and learning Torah on Shabbos. Amar Luhu. He would say to the people who were learning so much Torah on Shabbos, "But excuse me, I beg of you, lo sechaluna. Don't be machal Shabbos." It's very strong words. In other words, if your person is only learning for on Shabbos and he's not going and enjoying the Shabbos, that then it means that uh, they're not properly enjoying it. So. So fascinating idea. He told them they have to go home. That's mentioned the Rishonim. Fascinating idea that it's all for the people who learn so much during the week. Then Shabbos becomes so important that they do different and that they enjoy the week more. But for people who don't learn so much on Shabbos, actually, in a way, it's better. The cover Shabbos is that they learn more on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, when even when a person is davening, um, even one person alone who's davening erev Shabbos, he has to say vayichulu. Because he has to say the paragraph in, from the Torah vayichulu hashemayim varis. He should say it when even when he's davening alone. Um, he should he should say it. Okay, says the Gemara. Why is it so important that even a yachah says vayichulu? The Amar of Amuna called the father of Shabbos from vayichulu. Anyone who davens Friday night and says vayichulu, malav a kasuk kidim nazar shulu ma'isuklash ma'isperishes. The pasuk considers it. As if he partners with Hashem in creating the world. So what does it mean by That they, meaning Hashem, and whoever is saying it, finished. So, so it's as if he's the person is saying it is contributing to the to the to, to, to the world. And the idea of what's behind it is that the whole point of the creation and everything is that we recognize it. So so Rabbah is saying a bigger, even a bigger chadash, even when you're davening alone Friday night, you should still you should still say Vayichulu. The reason why what Rabbah is saying, even what the Pachra is, because usually we say that when you testify about something, you need two people. So here we're saying that even when you're alone, you should say Vayichulu, because um, he's still able to partner a little bit with Hashem. Um, he's still able to partner with Hashem, and now it's Vayichalu, he and Hashem have finished creating the world. Amr Abelaz, how do we know that uh, that that even saying something is like you're, at, you're you're doing an action, right? That's the concept we're saying. You're saying by it's as if you're connecting with Hashem, you're partnering with Hashem, you're creating the world. So that has the premise that saying something can be tantamount to like action. Shemar, like we see in the positive Devar Hashem, it is through the word of Hashem, Shemayim Nasu, that the world, the heavens were made. So Hashem made the world through speaking, but we still consider it as an action. So we see that deeper is Kamaisa. And that's the concept of saying Vayichulu on Friday night. Says the Gemara of Chesim Marav Bukal Nafav Shabbos Vayichulu. And we daven Friday night. Says Vayichulu. Shnei Malchus Shabbos Mavladim. There are two angels that always uh, escort a person home Friday night. Like we're going to learn about them. 
they put their hands on his head. They say, Yisar Abunacha, all your sins will go away. All your sins will have atonement. Says the Gemara Tanya, Rabbi Zerido, Mereshem Alchoshes Malav Lot Merav Shabbos Beisulak Beisuknesu Beisul. Friday night, after a person is walking home from shul, there are two angels that escort him from the shul back to his home. Echad Tov Echad Rata, a good angel and a bad angel. Shabbat Beisul. When they come home, a matzah ner dalak. The hands of the lip, the shulchan aruch, the table is set. Mitaso mita mitas. The bed is made. Malach Tov Omer, the good angel says he rests on Shabbos Acharis Vach. He gives him a bracha that the same way it looks like this week, all the way next Shabbos should also look like this. Malach Rata, when Amin Bakarchol, the bad angel is forced. To answer Amen. In other words, it's just a recognition of truth. You can't deny it. But if it comes home and the house isn't looking good for Shabbos, so Omer, the bad angel opens it up and says, It should be this way of Hashem. Hashem should make the Hashem's will. The next Shabbos also, it shouldn't be good. And the good angel is forced to answer Amen uh, against his will. And this is obviously the source of why we say Shalom Aleichem when, when we enter uh, the home on Friday night. Because we have the angels with us. Person should always have his, his table set before Shabbos, even Friday, even though he's only going to eat the amount of a kazais. And it's it's Mamashal Kavit Shabbos on Friday afternoon. You prepare for Shabbos, so even though he doesn't have want to have, he just wants to have a tiny amount of food just to be yitzis. It's not having like a whole fancy meal, but. Um, but he should still set the table even if he's just going to have a kazais. It sounds like here from this Gemara that the minimum size for Shabbos meals is a kazais, but really we paskin um, that L'chatzkila person should eat more, a person should eat a beta for Shabbos meals, an interesting uh, distinction in the Gemara. But anyways, a person should always have like, a tablecloth or something set on the table prepared for Shabbos. Says even though only eat a This is an idea Rashi says the, of Malava Malka. So there's like an escorting the 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 Shabbos queen at the end. So you should have a real meal, and you should set the table at the end with tablecloth and everything else. And this is where we learn um, we learn malava malka malava malka from the Mishnah. Say even though the Gemara seems like it's good, it's not really a chiyuv. It's not like the other dinim, you know, that we learned about how it's an obligation to eat the Shabbos. Most malava malka is a little bit lower, but it definitely sounds like a commendable thing from the Gemara. Okay, so we spoke about after Shabbos. The Gemara continues with more laws about after Shabbos. Cham and hot water with Shabbos. It's very good to have like a bath and to drink hot water on Shabbos. Right? You're not allowed to cook on Shabbos. So you didn't have so much hot water during the day. So it's very healthy to have the hot water. So after Shabbos, it fixes your, your body that's, that's been missing the hot water by drinking hot water on Matzah Shabbos. Paschama and fresh bread. Shabbos is also very good to have fresh food. Davka. Um, it rejuvenates the body uh, that now... They're now to have it after after Shabbos. Okay. Says the Gemara Bavo, Avdun the Bapuki Shabbos Igla tells Rabbavo would have a third born calf prepared for him on the night after the Shabbos. Third born calf was the most, like the best, most choicest meat. And he would mamish me mechabed, mechabed melava malka by slaughtering a fresh behemoth with the busser and everything on Matzei Shabbos. Have achuminate kul yisun, he would eat it from the kidney. Kagala, avibi brei, when his son Avimi got older, Amalei said to the father, Lamacha of Sukhai, why are you wasting so much meat? Why are you slaughtering a fresh new animal on Matzei Shabbos? Then just a kul yisun Shabbos. Why don't you just leave over a kidney from the animal that you slaughtered on Friday? And just eat that leftover kidney on Masai Shabbos. Why do you have to slaughter fresh? So Shavkua, they left over the kidney, and a lion came and he ate the whole calf. So the point is, no, the calf that would have been slaughtered was eaten up. And the point was the, that, that, that we were showing that no, his practice was that it's good, it's always preferable to have a new fresh buster meal, Malava Malka, and not just them have leftovers from Friday. Continues the Gemara, anyone who answers by Kaddish. With all of his might, so all of his might, Rashi says, means with a lot of kavana. Taisu says it should be Dafka in a loud voice. 
So whenever somebody does that, it rips up any bad uh, decrees in Shemaim about him. Shemaim, as it says in the Apostle, whenever bad things are are opinion that Jewish people, when the people dedicate themselves, bless Hashem, my time before us. Why is it that Hashem pushes away the bad things? Because because people are answering Baruch Hu. Says the even if there's idolatry in him, he gets forgiven when bad things are pushed away. You saw that the people were peru. This is by Chateigo, which is by idolatry. So 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 answering Kaddish can push that away as well. Even just now, I'm answering Amen. The power of answering Amen. Post from the Shari Gan Eden, the gates of Gan Eden are opened up. Shinever Pisku Sharm, Yabu Gai Sadik Shomer Munim, open the gates. Kabla, the righteous people should come in. The Shomer Munim, Atakir Shomer Munim, the people that keep the faith. Ella Shomer Mamin. Rather, you read it, Shomer Mamin, that they answer Amen. Says Gmar, my Amen. What's the meaning of the word Amen? Omar Kumina Kal Malach Naman. Hashem is the trustworthy king. So the idea is that you believe, you affirm what it's saying. That Hashem can be trusted in, and therefore the gates of Gan Eden are, are opening up when a person says such a thing. Continues the Gemara. Where does fire come? Like the punishment of fire. What makes a fire come? It's in a place where people have a says If you don't listen to me carefully, and not to carry anything on it, this is in the Psukim in Yirmiya. I'm going to make a fire come out of Shara and its gates. It's going to destroy your slime. So, 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 so it's going to destroy your slime. So we see that this has to do. Fire comes with Chil um, Shabbos, but then it says that it won't be extinguished. The says, You just said that the fire comes. What does it mean? That uh, why why wouldn't somebody put it out? It means that the fire is going to come at a time when no one's around to extinguish it. So that's why it's specifically very bad and very scary. For the Chil Shabbos, the fires that come from them. Amar Abay Lochaver Yushalayim. What was the reason Yushalayim was destroyed? El Shul Chol Shabbos. People were desecrating Shabbos. And Amar Mashvuzoy Halima Olima Vachal Basolam. It says that they've done. This is again the pesukim describing. You know, here it's actually from Mecheskel. Um, but the the, the pesuk is saying that that the people were Mechal Mechal the Shabbos. Continues the Gemara Mavavol Lochaver Yushalayim. Actually, the reason Yushalayim was destroyed. El Shul Shi Balu Kriyshma Shachos Aris. They were Mavatol. They didn't say Shema in the morning and the night. Shemar says in the pesuk. Um, woe to the people that come up early in the morning and they uh, and, and, and the Pesach is coming to say there that, that they have the morning and the evening and they should be saying Shema and instead they're wasting it with other parts of life so woe to those people and it says in the next Pesach there the harp and the instruments all the drums and the wine all the wine and the parties is Hashem, but to the work of Hashem they don't even consider they don't look they don't pay any attention to the Chiyuvim that they have to Hashem to answer to say Shema. The Padak says, "Therefore, my people have gone to Galus with Lidas." And so we see it's because the lack of recitation of Kriyshma. Amar Avunu the Harbor Yushalayim. A different reason Yushalayim is to shorten. Elvishvil should build, but to know which way What happened was that they they were vatal teaching Torah to the children. And Torah for the children is our biggest question. Amar Shufochal Olachotz. They pour the anger on the little kids in the street. Matam Shufoch. Why was the reason that the anger was poured into the kids in the street? Mishum Olachotz because. The kids are in the street instead of in the, in the classrooms learning Torah, and that's why they, the anchor was in the street on them. Amar Ula, the Harvard Yushalayim, what's the real Yushalayim? There was no shame. They weren't embarrassed what they did. It says in the Pasuk that they were not embarrassed 
The Basin Gemara says they were not embarrassed for their actions. Amar was destroyed because the, everyone was considered equal, meaning like there was no respect. was with the people where the Everything's going to be empty. So no one was respecting other people greater than them. A different user in Shalom was destroyed. Amar, Amar, Rav Amram, Rejo, Shuman, Barab, Amr, Shuman, Barab, Shuman, Chanino, Lohabi Shalom, 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 No one gave any muster to each other. Everyone was just like, live and let live. No one, there was no accountability between each other. Shanamar, Ayusarek, Ayalim, Lamatamar, it says the leaders were like the Ayalim that didn't find any pasture. How do they walk? In the, in the herd with the head of this one next to the tail of that one. I mean, they bury their faces in the ground. In other words, they didn't look each other in the eye and confront each other for their wrongdoing. They didn't give any muster one to the other. That's why Yishalayim was destroyed. A different reason. They were embarrassed. So it says that they mocked all the prophets until the wrath of Hashem came up against the people. There was no way to fix it. Amai in Rapa, what does it mean? There's no way to fix them. Anyone who make makes fun and mocks them with the there's no way to fix such a thing. We actually learned about that a little bit ago with the snake bite that we had back in the 14th part. With the snake bite from Yubazat and there is no antidote. Says the Gemara, Amar, Yudah, Marav, Maidech, Siv, I don't touch my Mishicha, even if I my prophets, Al Tariyah, don't harm, Al Tariyah, Mishicha, Tinoko Shabbat's Rabbin. The Mishicha is the little kids who learn Torah, Al Tariyah, Tinoko and that refers to Tamele Chacham. So, so Hashem, it sounds like there's like special importance here in the Torah that's studied by little kids. So the Gemara says more about that. Amr Shalkosh Mirbizin Yisia. Eino Olam is kind of what keeps the world going. Ella, Bishul Hel Tinoko Shabbat. It's the breath that comes from little kids. The Torah that they learn is the most precious Torah. What about my breath and your breath, meaning like, why is our Torah any less than the kids? You can't compare, it's like we're tainted by sins, whereas the little kids aren't tainted by sins, so their Torah is pure. We never, I'm about to the Torah from little kids learning, even if it's for the sake of building the base of Mikdash, we do never stop little kids from learning Torah. I have a Kabbalah tradition of my father, so I'm going to have a from you. Somebody say, Rishlakish said, from your father, to Revinus and Kol Yershim, but Tinokos. So they saw in any time that there's not little kids learning Torah, it's going to get destroyed. Even like totally annihilated. There's nothing that's going to be uh, going to be uh, totally left from it at all. So from here we see the tremendous value of having little kids study the Torah.